warming it up. Fred of Flintstone, Bonnie Rubble, Bugs Bunny, Forty Pig, the Animaniacs, hey, and Dot. La la, Space Channel 5. Hoo hoo hoo. Hostess Cups. Soleana, New City. Elise, she's the princess. She deserves the promotion. This is Sonic Weekly with me, a Grant Bardi, and the star, David the Lurker. David! Whoa, that's right. I'm, I'm in the sky. I'm sparkling. Oh, so I'm five billion years old. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's my exact age. It's on, it's on my birth certificate. Uh, right, Elise, she needs a promotion because if she's the princess and there's no king because he's dead. Yeah, un- unless he's not dead in, in the current continuity. Oh. He shouldn't be dead. Oh, that was a third voice. Ooh. Grant, Ooh. are we not alone? I thought we were alone. I got, I'm scared. <laughs> Who's there? Could this be the long-awaited follow-up to the previous lore episode with... Your pal and mine, Smoothies. Is that Smoothies there? I don't think anyone was awaiting this. Hi, guys, I'm back. <laughs> we were awaiting. You're ready to, to, to kick ass, chew bubblegum, and talk about Sonic lore, and you're all out of the first two. Uh, smoothies, you never left, and in, in, uh, really what happened is like you, you jumped aboard as a guest, and then we didn't really let you leave. You were like, well, maybe you know you can... He, keep uh, editing and shaping the the podcast and then now it's just smoothies as part of the team so we're happy to have you and also have you as the uh i guess the dean of lore or the assistant dean of lore or the associate dean of lore or i'm not saying that you're the only person capable of mastering the lore because obviously david i'm looking right at you i don't want to discredit you in any way (laughs) but i would say that it's fair to give some credit where it's due to smoothies for the lore deep dive that we did a bit last time into the ancients from Sonic Frontiers and the Chow. And we were getting toward the Babylonians from the Sonic Riders and Sonic Riders Zero Gravity and maybe even the Sonic Riders from Connect. I don't know if they're in there. They are not. So Okay, then we don't need nobody needs to All talk right. about that. Yeah. I mean, the Babylon rogues are there, but they're just there. They're just, yeah. And we can just jump right into this, right? Because we, there's no, I mean, there's no real Sonic news this uh, week. Is there, David, or do you think there I is? mean, um, there, there's not a ton of Sonic news. It's been a little slow. Oh, well, you mentioned the, um, you said the Animaniacs made me think of Tiny Toons. This is not Sonic news. Hey, they posted the, t- the new theme song to, to the Tiny Toons reboot. That's Sonic news. That is Sonic news, right? Because Sonic's in it. Oh, um, right. Two days ago, as of this recording, uh, that was it was the a Sonic Mania 6th anniversary. And uh, to celebrate, uh, both Christian Whitehead and T-Lopes uh, tweeted out. It's still a tweet. It always is a tweet. Tweeted out some, uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff. I guess what they're allowed to do, because I think NDAs at Sega lasts about... 10,000 years. Uh, T. Lopes posted a couple a couple jams, an unused uh, ending act theme and an unused uh, ending credits theme, which uh, incorporated, you know, like the main theme of Sonic Mania. Uh, those were neat. Uh, and then Christian Whitehead also posted a page, I guess, from the initial, like, design document that told the original story of Sonic Mania, where Eggman is just depressed, which I think... Um, a lot of people can relate to. Uh, <laughs> it's, 
that's what we got. That that's probably the biggest news. Um, oh yeah, and also Sonic the the Fast Friends Forever. They they posted a second comic, which is from a friend of the show. Whoa. So I think those are the big things. Which friend of the show? Which one? Which one? That would be uh, Matt Brawley, aka Rad Rappy. Mm-hmm. He uh, actually also previously uh, was on to talk about Sonic lore with our other friend Sam Logan. Uh, they they were both on an episode to talk about Sonic storytelling. So not the lore so much as just kind of like the ways in which the lore comes through in the stories. And uh, I feel like our discussion today is more anthropological. Right. They're, they're thinking about it like, whoa, there's Sonic and he's on the screen or on the page. And like, how how is he telling a story? Meanwhile, we're like, oh, yeah, we're digging in the dirt <laughs> and we're fine. <laughs> Isn't that what anthropology is all about? Or is that, um, that's uh, archaeology, right? Yes. <laughs> um, I forget. I don't know. I went, I, I took a class once. I think it was in philosophy. So actually it has nothing to do with any of it. Well, I've been watching these like philosophy of Sonic the Hedgehog videos. I mentioned last week the uh, philosophy of Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. He posted the link. I don't know if you watched it, but uh, yeah, you got to get around to it. It's pretty good. Uh, and I, I like teasing out the deeper meanings and ideas that are, you know, they exist there. And you could say, well, they exist whether the creators intended them or not. And I say, well, why not just say that they intended them? But even <laughs> if you want to say that they didn't intend them, they are still there because the creators are shaping these stories using symbols that carry meaning beyond maybe what is even being considered there. And often I think fans are so quick to put Sonic in particular, but also all sorts of pop culture entertainment into a category of being like, oh, it's just a kid's cartoon. Oh, it's just a video game. You know, don't don't think about it too much. Don't analyze it. Don't look at the implications that are there philosophically. But that's so it's boring and reductive. Go do the deep dive, I say, and 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 pull at all the strings. It's interesting. We should be elevating our media analysis abilities, not putting them down yeah are you guys ready to get your shovels out and start yeah yeah get your fingernail clippers out get that little blade part out so because you're about to get some dirt under your fingernails today we're i i like digging oh we could dig in like i don't know i just imagined instead of dirt it was uh chocolate pudding but i guess you just sink in that god so uh david we you and i talked you and i talked uh previously about you know where do we put the babylonians in terms of like uh the overall timeline because i i think i think i remember what our discussion was because previously we had forgotten what it was oh you remembered it we were trying to figure out do the babylonians crash on earth before or after um the knuckles clan have their intervention with chaos i remembered what it was in Sonic Riders Zero Gravity, and by the way, I'm calling it Sonic Riders 2. I think it's just easier. Or just Riders 2. Right. You can call it Shooting Star Story. Be fancy. Isn't that the Japanese title? That is. That is the title. Oh, it's pretty. It is. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Riders 2, uh, in that story, we figure out that Knuckles can read ancient Babylonian text. And how does Knuckles know how to do that? He's just been hanging out on an island all by himself. So like there must have been some sort of Rosetta Stone or something or like texts for him to read in Babylonian because 
he's the last of his race. He's on his island all by himself. He's got no mama, no daddy. That's true. It's, it's so true. <laughs> Dude, that's so true. Right. Okay. All right. Now, so I remember now. Right. It's so there had to have been evidence of their civilization to some degree. Before Angel Island rose into the sky. Right. Which I guess makes sense. Although... When we talked about it, I think there were some arguments like, oh, what if somebody says that the Babylonians visited Angel Island in the sky and just right. dropped a Rosetta Stone and went, whoops, okay, goodbye. Not whoops. <laughs> that was... Well, because, you know, the Babylonians are treasure hunters mm-hmm. and uh, they also invented the flying carpet so that they wouldn't have to fly all the time. That's right. So maybe they could have gone to Angel Island. So it's up for debate if it happened before or after the Knuckles clan. Like you could really build an argument for either right although it, it feels less likely that if they showed up they would have left material in which knuckles could later uh translate it seems like right oh they'd have to be a known entity and the echidnas are a known entity and they're all hanging out and like we have to communicate with each other as if they were some sort of civilization that the knuckles clan had destroyed oh or were at war with right or 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 high five <laughs> Or that. Or, yeah, you know. Right. Right. I guess it just makes more sense that, like, hey, this is in, a, in an ancient echidna library that Knuckles finds, as opposed to a Rosetta Stone just falling out of somebody's pocket. Um, <laughs> right. That's, that's the way I look at it. I could be wrong. Let us know in the replies, <laughs> the comments below. Right. Yeah, we're on uh, We're on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking today, I was watching, you know, I was like... You, could we be doing this show? Do you think on Twitch? Do you think we could like go for oh shit uh, five hours? Uh, uh, <laughs> because that's what you guys were doing, right? Like you were doing this recently. Oh, we were doing this recently. This exact same thing on the charity room. That's, that's right. Right. We were we were raising money, which which I completely neglected to mention beforehand. It's over now. <laughs> it's over now. We've raised the money. We made our go- we made our goal. <laughs> That's right. I should have mentioned it because it was like, oh, before, like two episodes ago, we were unsure if we were going to hit like these incentive days. And I was like, oh, we got to hit it because I'm going to play Sonic the Hedgehog if we hit incentive day one. And we did. And I did play Sonic. And I lost. <laughs> I lost by 30 seconds. 30 seconds. David, that, that is an unashamed time to lose by. That's amazing. Right, right, because the race against, I know this is completely off topic. And out of context, no one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> right, okay, so the charity room is a thing that's been going on for a number of years. It's an annual charity event where we raise money for separate charities. Uh, we usually do like a week or several weekends worth of uh, streaming, and you come in and pay not us, but a charity to provide you with quote unquote entertainment. And our entertainment is uh, getting people in like some call me Johnny, whoa, and uh, Salty DK Dan, Cat Icarus, um, cool names like that, uh, slash us, you know, other lower names like Smoothies or David the Lurker, if you like us. Uh, you come out and listen to what it is that we have to say, and we also do crazy challenges as well and stuff like that. But the event's over, but uh, tune in next year. We do this every summer. The Charity Room, we are on Twitter. Uh, thank you for letting us plug that, Grant. That was fun. Sure. Right. Yeah, I will uh, set my calendar for next year and wait <laughs> diligently. Uh, I'm... 
I'm also very bad at advertising things that I'm involved in. Yeah, did you mention Sonic Weekly at all when you were doing uh, 10 hours of uh, Twitch streaming? He did not. Wow. No, actually, we did. Oh, you did. We did mention Sonic Weekly. Remember? What? You were there, Stephen. We were on stream together and we mentioned it. I forget what we were playing, but I know you brought it up and I was there and I... But if you watch all the streams that I talked in, because I, I didn't play in all of them, you'll you'll hear me. I, I mentioned it. Maybe someone is listening now because of that. Doubtful. Uh, <laughs> more likely that uh, our dedicated uh, listenership here uh, knows that they've got a good thing going. They tell a couple of their cool friends uh-huh. and then we keep it to the cozy community yeah. that it is. Right here, I'll do this. If anybody heard us shout out Sonic Weekly, on the charity room, email us at sonicweeklypodcast at gmail.com and say, I heard you, exclamation point, in the subject line. And we'll say thank you. Also, I want a time code. You have to email a time code to prove that this happened. And then in return, you'll get a Sonic prize. We'll give you some sort of Sonic prize. Uh. If you can prove that David successfully crossed his streams. <laughs> there, was, there was a little bit of crossing. It was, it was I mentioned it, yeah. But yeah, no, it it was it was fun. I lost to some call me Johnny, famous YouTuber, by thirty seconds, uh, and it, it was a good time. I there was some Sonic lore smatterings going on, but I don't know. I don't think we specifically talked about the Babylon. Oh, rogues, David! I found out that my Sonic Unleashed run out uh, for the charity room. Mm-hmm. If you take out the cutscenes, um, I could have a top twenty. Uh, uh, speed run. Top, wow. I could have a top 20 speed run. Wow. I found that out. Wow. You should do that. You should time yourself and upload it. Wow. You could become a, a real Twitch streamer because that's what a lot of Twitch streamers do, right? You have you have the Twitch streamers who speed run. Yeah. You have the Twitch streamers who are like, I play every new game immediately. Right. And then you have the Twitch streamers that are in hot tubs. You could do all three, absolutely. Wow. And you could be <laughs> the other type as well, which is uh, the informative historian of Mm -hmm. lore which okay here's what i'm saying take your lore shovel Mm -hmm. shovel that info on me and and bury me (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to understand how all of these ancient civilizations fit together what does the master emerald have to do with anything who gives a shit (laughs) why does this who who cares if it's not king acorn (laughs) and if it's not Ixis Nogus. Nogus. Hypothetically, what what if, what if we were dangerous and tried to record these live on Twitch? Would would you dare let let the dear listeners hear us stumble? Oh sure, and fumble. Yeah. Well, they get to hear all the the nonsense before we cut all of it out. Man, if anybody wants to hear this live, maybe you should email us at Sonic Podcast, Sonic Weekly Podcast. I said it right the first time. Or you could just shout at us on Discord. Prove that you're listening to this episode at us and say, "Hey, I want to listen live." And and I think we're going way off the rails. <laughs> okay, the, we are talking about the Babylonians today. There's a definitive part to uh, start here, and that is talking about how did they even get to Earth? How did they get to Earth? They're from Babylon. Did Babylon blow up? Oh, that's what I'm wondering. Like, did their did their planet blow up? Did the end destroy their planet like it destroyed the ancients? Whoa, wow. that's something to think about. It is. Uh, yeah. So, um, the Divine Wings is what uh, is the name of their spaceship that they use to travel to Earth. 
Uh, the legendary quote-unquote bird that the quote-unquote gods rode through the heavens was actually a spaceship. Why were the Babylonians traveling so far from home? Was it just a hyperdrive experiment? Uh, why have we not seen other visited visitors from this planet come to Earth? Was their planet destroyed and they were looking for a new planet? We don't know. But the Divine Wings was a spaceship. Mm. They were going places. They were going places. They were moving and shaking. Now, now here's a thought. Uh, I'm thinking like alternate universe fictional history. How how do you think frontiers would have felt if the ancients were actually the ancient Babylonians? Like it actually was the story of their planet was destroyed by the end. The birds showed up. And maybe the ba- Babylonians' original planet, which we don't know the name of, nope. was destroyed. Because they could just be spacefaring individuals who just wanted to hang out and got stranded. That's, that's, that's the way I've always thought about it, because the end did not exist as a concept. And then once we did get the end, it was very much, hey, look at, look at these chaos guys. Yeah. They're wet. But... It's like, what if, what if instead of forcing chaos to be part of the lore, it was like, yeah, the Babylonians were were from that planet, and they're the ones who brought the chaos emeralds, and that's why the chaos emeralds even work with their spaceship in the first place. You mean with with the key to Babylon? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be neat? But it's not the case, is it? Ah, <laughs> uh, can we call up Ian? Like, it's not the case, David. <laughs> what if we called them up like three years ago? They weren't birds. <laughs> no. Well, so were the Babylonians even birds? Because like they've got this weird genie guy inside their <laughs> computer. What are they racing through in Writers One? We don't know. Uh, right. Well, I guess the the big old genie is just to scare people. It's not like oh, we're actually genies. It was, please stay away from us. Right. And Jet is just dumb when he says, who knew that we were descendants from actual genies? Yeah, Jet could just be dumb. Jet's possible. I mean, I think that... I mean, he is kind of dumb. He is kind of dumb. I mean, I like Jet, but I can accept the fact, I can embrace the fact that he's just a little bit dumb. Yeah. Um. But yeah, how, you know, how do they power such a ship uh, with something called the Arcs of the Cosmos? The Divine Wings has a warp drive powered by the five arcs of the cosmos. So these uh, things have a magnetic field that can create a gravitational field strong enough to, and I'm quoting tails, <laughs> or no, I'm quoting wave the swallow. Oh. I'm quoting someone here. Um, <laughs> strong enough to transmute a planet's mass energy to create a singularity. Do you know what that means, David? Because I think I know what that means. Uh, okay, say, say it again. They produce a gravitational field strong enough to transmute, transmute. a planet's mass energy to create a singularity. Oh, like a like a black hole of some sort. Do you know? So, so you understand singularity means black hole, right? Am I wrong? No, no, yes. Yeah. So singularity means black hole. Okay. But uh, yes, irregular singularity would just be like your typical black hole, which is um, a single point of space with infinite density and infinite gravity within which no object can escape, not even light. So that's what you know the singularity part means. But let's go through it part by part. <laughs> this is so dumb, but I love it. Uh, transmute means exchange. Um, mass energy is 
Einstein's um, equation, E equals MC squared. That's mass energy. It's the uh, translation of energy to mass. So when you translate what Tails is saying here, they tried to exchange mass into energy by creating a black hole so that they could create a warp drive. Easy. Yeah, uh, when you hear Tails say it, it's it, and you're, you're just kind of blindsided by it, and then they, they, they go on and they keep talking about other stuff, and you're like, what was that thing he said? Uh, uh, okay, never mind. Uh, they, they tried to play God. They d- tried to defy the laws of nature, and they paid the price. They eventually crash land on Earth. So after warping themselves close to Earth, their warp drive was on the brink of creating a black hole, so they had to discard the arcs of the cosmos immediately and crash land on Earth. Crash is sort of in quotation marks there because we know that Babylon Guarded floated as an island for a long time. Well, maybe it bounced. <laughs> a very slow bounce. Yeah. Three of those arcs of the cosmos remained in orbit while two uh, hit the surface of the Earth. Oh, well, you were talking about black holes in. Oh, right. I was filing in the back of my head and because I wasn't sure exactly how to, how to connect it, if, if at all. We we have seen uh, we see a black hole later in the Sonic series in Sonic Colors when, when Sonic is like, hold on, I got to run and he can't actually outrun it. Uh, then the wisps help him out. I, I guess in, in Sonic's world, maybe black holes aren't as serious a problem as they would be in our world. As in, if it's nearby, <laughs> don't be right in front of it. Where if a black hole suddenly appeared uh, in, in our orbit, uh, we wouldn't realize it because we would then get immediately flattened into a very thin line. Uh, but in Sonic's world, I guess it's OK. You know, if, if Earth is here and the black hole's here, you're, you're, mo- you're mostly fine. There's time to reverse it. <laughs> right. Even even in Riders, uh, Zero Gravity, Riders 2, you've got... Um, it it opens up like it's sort of in atmosphere, right? It's, yeah, it's pretty like less than a mile away from the Earth. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> that would normally be a very big problem or a small problem, I guess, depending on your perspective. Uh, but I don't know if I were Eggman and I saw one black hole, I probably would be careful and not try to do anything that might start a second one. Yeah, but that's just me. I'm not. I don't. I- I don't think Eggman really knew what he was getting himself into when he was trying to collect these things. Um, but so there's a part where um, Wave the Swallow uh, says, we've reached our decision. And she's reading from that ancient passage. Uh, she says, we've reached our decision. We must sever the engine unit from this vessel. From this vessel. My mouth is so dry today. How dry is it? <laughs> so dry you could light a match. That was pretty quick. <laughs> We've reached our decision. We must sever the engine unit from this vessel, for if we delay, the con- the contraction of the engine's core will lead the lightless black to consume everything. They were messing with powers that they didn't fully understand, which kind of makes me wonder, like, was it just a, a warp drive test? Because, like, if they knew about this, they 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 wouldn't have done it, right? This must have just been, like, some, like, oh, like, uh... Some Babylonian NASA equivalent, like, oh, <laughs> we're going to test this new technology we have, where instead of traveling through space, we can travel through space time. It'll be way faster. Oops, <laughs> this might kill us. Right. So maybe their home planet, they're just waiting for a report back. Be like, did it, did it work? Or did you almost, or did you kill yourselves? And they just haven't. <laughs> 
Well, we never heard back from them. The original Babylonian planet. Like, what would they call them? I mean, maybe their planet is called Babylon. Why would they use that name otherwise? Right, because we have Earth and then we call ourselves Earthlings. If we were if we were spacing about and we were meeting aliens and hanging out with them, I guess some we might we might start using Earthlings. Yeah, actually, yeah, that makes sense. All right. I mean, because Vulcans, they, they call themselves Vulcans. They live in Vulcan. It'd be, I mean, maybe they have another word for themselves. There's a sort of discrepancy between um, Writers 1 and 2, because in Writers 2, you see Babylon Garden as like this spaceship that looks like it's made of glass and light and it's pretty. But in Writers 1, Babylon Garden's like made of stone. But that's supposed to be the divine wings. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the Babylonians, after they crash land on Earth, they need a new home. So it makes sense that eventually the Divine Wings became dressed in stone and made into Babylon Garden. Uh, and because we know that Babylon Garden floated for quite some time after the crash landing, some parts of its engine must have remained active. Uh, the, we see what Tales says from Writers 1. A long time ago, there was a floating island known as Babylon Gardens, uh, but he calls it a floating island. So when it came to Earth, it's still floated. It's not so like you call it a crash landing. It's more of a soft landing. But yeah. And he goes on to say, supposedly robbers live there. According to rumors, this legendary band, the Babylon Rogues, were great thieves. The Babylon Rogues lived long enough to have 13 leaders. They were established some point after the Babylonians uh, landed on Earth and Lived long enough to have 13 leaders. The 13th leader's name was Stolen. It's a confusing name. Like the first time you play Sonic Riders, if you get to the end, you might not realize that the guy is calling himself Stolen. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, So under his leadership, they invented the flying carpet so they don't have to use their wings to fly anymore. Uh, This magic carpet is activated by the key to Babylon. Notice in some of those ending cutscenes when they've surpassed all the traps of Babylon Garden. Jet uses his key to Babylon to also activate the magic carpet. It's just lying there until he uses it. But he also uses that key to activate Babylon Garden. It's very strange. Like, what does this key do? Does this key make things float? Hmm. Right. Okay. So if they're on a spaceship, and the spaceship floats, and it's like an island, and then it's like floating. Does that mean that them creating a magic carpet wasn't as impressive as they wanted it to look anyway? Because they've already got like a, a, a floating continent in the sky. Then saying, "Hey, look, we made we made some cloth float." It's like, wow, yeah, that's well, the cloth was so that they could travel, right? It seems that Babylon Garden can't travel; it's stationary, it's floating, but it's just staying in one place. It's just stuck, so they couldn't figure out how to how to move things left or right. Yeah, uh, and now they're like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did they just make the one carpet? Um, I would say that they made several, but there's no real evidence for or against that. Um, because the only one we see is the one that. That we uh, that we find at the end of Writers, right? And even then, we don't see that same carpet in Writers too, in the story at least. Okay, right. So, because in 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 the game, Tails mentions, "Hey, this is like, uh, this is like our our extreme gear. It's made of the same stuff that our extreme gear is made out of." Right, right. So, 
it's it's a little weird that they made the one carpet went wow okay this is our secret treasure put it in a chest is it just them going this is our legacy we're just keeping the original safe we've made twenty thousand more i guess at some point somebody must steal the technology make uh bootleg magic carpets and then they eventually turn into snowboards like if tail says this is made from the same material that our extreme gear is made from then like yeah of course there must have been more besides like there's like the whole fairy tales of magic carpets it's a it's a known thing it's even like in the uh a thousand and one arabian nights a thousand and one arabian nights right yeah yeah they, they, they must there must have been more at least two <laughs> At least two. Why don't you come with me, little girl, on a magic carpet ride? Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because this whole time I've been trying to figure out how to work in Black Hole Sun. <laughs> Where's the fun? And I don't know. I forget how that lyrics go, but uh, maybe Jet is the Black Hole Sun or maybe the song should be like Black Hole Sonic. Oh, yeah. So he's the he's the ancestor of these people who created a black hole. He's the son of the black hole. He is the son. Wow. Boom. He was yeah. forged in the black hole. He's like, yeah. Wow. Do you think if you know, you know, like the theory that like butterfly the butterfly effect butterfly flaps its wings so if one of the if if the black hole had been in a different star system mm-hmm. then the cause and effect in the present day for sonic he would go whoa instead of hey he'd go whoa oh man he'd sound like it'd be like that's earthworm jim right we never talked about the earthworm jim timeline yeah it's like two games basically yeah. uh, i know there's a third one but there's three you'd really have to dig oh right because he's an earthworm. earthworm all right <laughs> there's also that animated series they announced <laughs> they haven't talked about since oh yeah everyone got excited because whoever actually owns earthworm jim said hey yeah trans rights are human rights and they went see earthworm jim he is he's still good well yeah that's that's the that's the thing with it right is like we all loved earthworm jim as a kid and then well those of us that are of a certain age we loved earthworm jim in the 90s right and then yeah it's doug Tennapal, right yes he went into the alt-right sphere and then everyone was like Ugh, off to you know what? We liked Bubsy, maybe. We just we just won't talk about we'll talk about air. at some point we gotta talk about the black hole mm-hmm. of that that consumed, you know, Arrow the Acrobat. Right. And Bubsy. And like what is maybe they went to Babylon. <laughs> maybe there was like a transfer, uh a uh what was the word they used earlier? Smoothies, a trans transmute. Transmute. Of mass energy. <laughs> That's right. Of mass energy, but <laughs> the Sonic adjacent mascots of Babylon and the Sonic adjacent mascots of uh, the other Sega Genesis games. Right. We sh- yeah. We should definitely go down the list and talk about every wannabe Sonic um, and the ones that still exist. Which I think is none of them except Bubsy. Bubsy endures. Everyone loves Bubsy. God. I bet if challenged, you two, David and Smoothies, could come up with a expansive, coherent, logical lore explanation that could weave in Bubsy and Arrow the Acrobat into the Sonic multiverse. 
Uh, okay. Bubsy is the OC in Forces. Right. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, sure. That's what everyone once said at first. Boo, but yeah, it works. <laughs> right. Because I, I, if we really, if we dive into, into multiverse theory, like, because there are so many crossovers between a million things, it, it's easy to establish that Sonic exists in one world and Bubsy exists in another, but I think it'd be more fun if we could try to figure out if Bubsy actually exists in Sonic's world somehow. But yeah, I mean, they're all, it makes, it makes as much sense as anything that the <laughs> Forces Avatar is Bubsy and Boogerman oh, man. and everybody. Maybe the Forces Avatar is like Bubsy's illegitimate child. Because I feel like Bubsy would have children you think bubsy fucks is what you're saying <laughs> interesting uh, at least at least once now that's a theory that's a theory right because you'd go wait how when does bubsy have a love interest i know this is going way off topic but that we are introduced to relatives of bubsy in in the second one uh they're what like a niece and nephew or something i'm trying to remember if in the animated special does bubsy have a romantic entanglement. It's been so long since I've seen it. Uh, clearly, I need to sketch out the Bubsy timeline. With his love of yarn, which is well established, what an entanglement it would be. Wow. Yes. Oh. oh. Uh-huh. Okay, back to Babylon uh, black holes. Right. The the Bubsy-lonian. Bubsy-lonian, <laughs> I hate you. Oh, God. <laughs> That's too good, David. It's, uh, it's how it all connects, right? That's how Bub- it all connects. Stole in the leader. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, right. Uh, so regardless of the whole uh, magic carpet shenanigans, it is invented. It is left inside of Babylon Garden. And for unexplained reasons, Babylon Garden becomes buried, Tails himself says. Huh. Legend also says that the Babylon rogues incurred the wrath of the gods because of their crimes and that the island was cast into the depths of the earth. What could have caused Babylon Garden to fall and become buried? I have three different ideas, but do either of you have an idea first Uh, of what would cause that to happen? Did the Babylon rogues steal the spaceship? Kind of like a Doctor Who situation where the Doctor stole the TARDIS and set off on adventures. Did the Babylon rogues do the same? They're like, here, we're going to steal the this, this spaceship and go on a journey. And then they realized halfway through they didn't understand how it worked. You're asking, did they steal Babylon Garden? They stole the whole island. They stole the, Right, like they stole it, you know, because if you have this big old planet. And then buried it? <laughs> well, Won't this oh, be funny? <laughs> well, like buried treasure. Yeah, they're like, okay, this was, our, this was our biggest steal. We do have to hide it. We'll also hide our magic carpet on there. So they'll be double hiding. You know, it's like One Piece, maybe. <laughs> they hid all of their treasure in One Piece. I think Robotnik found some heavy lead shoes and put them on <laughs> garden and uh-huh. i didn't know he was that old <laughs> yeah well this you know it was teddy roosevelt so oh right I didn't know he was that old uh, yeah right. it was oh, ancient know. teddy roosevelt ancient right the the ancient tetalonians um <laughs> put on giant like uh lead shoes Onto the uh, what do you call it the 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 stalkites the the stalus the right there's the, the staglomites and the and the stag 
the, the st- oh god there's the yeah, two right one goes up and one goes down yeah. and you go ah gravity right right yeah and sounds great because there's zero gravity for 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 one of them zero gravity is my favorite game <laughs> your favorite game i love when we play stupid improv games where it's just like we don't know anything they should make a sequel call because there's zero gravity it should be 100 percent gravity <laughs> are we cutting all this i don't know <laughs> we uh I, no we're not cutting any of it uh, <laughs> my my three theories and well like, yes uh, yes okay what do you what are your three i'll make yours number one and i'll make mine two three and four okay the theory number two is uh literal nondescript gods punish the babylonians uh i don't like this idea because it doesn't explain why the key to Bob, Babylon can rise it back up with the power of the chaos emeralds um theory number two eventually the divine wings simply ran out of power and the starship sank into the sand uh theory number three is what i like the most it's possible that the leaders of babylon uh hid the arcs of the cosmos the two that they had uh, to prevent the babylon rogues from repeating history and causing another black hole to form which you know later eggman repeats that history something that they were trying to not have repeated Mm. they seal away the two remaining arcs of the cosmos one at the gigan rocks and one at the great scar we can talk more about the great scar and gigan rocks later Uh, without the power of the arcs of the cosmos babylon garden falls into the sands and was slowly slowly swallowed up over the years Um, and stolen creates a key to babylon garden hoping to find the fabled stones of the gods known as the chaos emeralds to help it rise again that is uh that's my little head cannon there so do you think that perhaps uh the babylon rogues like stolen went okay we're hiding this when we want the chaos emeralds because we think that's a safer way to power our magic spaceship than than the arc of the cosmos oh like oh i guess right. they all forgot about it before they try yeah right because my theory involves them still knowing that the arcs of the cosmos create black holes Mm -hmm. and so you're saying what if we build upon that what if they try to seek out a different power right and they're like hey maybe the chaos emeralds could power maybe this this fabled thing that we've heard about yeah right oh i like that david theory number five and the heavy shoes right we're factoring that there might be very (laughs) heavy shoes right you gotta wear the heavy. You gotta put the heavy shoes on to go back to the ground. Otherwise, you're stuck in the sky. The Teddy Lonians and their heavy shoes. And and I'm wondering magic carpets theories. How does this lead to hoverboard racing? Right. So uh, that leads us to the key of Babylon because that thing can supposedly either make things float or activate their ability to float it's, it's a transparent box with light in it it looks like the the tesseract from mcu I stole it yeah <laughs> it can unearth the babylon garden with but only with the power of the seven chaos emeralds it's strange like it must have been designed with those emeralds uh in mind right it, it it is a bit of a mystery. That's why it suddenly it makes more sense if they're the ones who brought the emeralds to Earth instead of chaos creatures. But yeah, it's got to throw that out the window. Yep. Um, I mean, it's possible that maybe they stumbled across a chaos emerald and they knew the legends that there's supposed to be seven of them. You know, kind of similar to how yeah, you know, like like the Gizoid was built and is meant to harness the emeralds, or how like Gerald built on the Ark. Yeah, uh, that that one room that has the the chaos emerald 
thing you know you know where 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 the bile is it is yeah but presumably he never had all seven chaos emeralds himself he had access to one we know Mm -hmm. so it's possible like they found one and just extrapolated uh creating something that would need all seven you can kind of fudge it i guess yeah no i like that Mm -hmm. so later uh the children of babylon is what they call themselves but i I really think that these are the leaders of Babylon because they're the ones who are making the decisions, but they call themselves the children of Babylon. They leave the arcs of the cosmos, the two that they have, one at Gigan Rocks and one at the Great Scar. The Gigan Rocks is a famous ruin among treasure hunters. A legend about shooting stars tells of some star shards sealed there at the Gigan Rocks that can grant your wishes, but they say the star shard is in a sacred chalice deep in the ruins, and getting there isn't easy. No one has made it back alive yet. So if you ever wondered if people canonically die in Sonic. Right. Well, we, we established Knuckles has definitely led people to their death. So And King Boom Boo was perhaps <laughs> once alive uh, once upon a time wow yeah and the ghosts from sandopolis the, that could be an episode all in itself like what are the ghosts because you have the unleashed ghosts sandopolis ghosts right king boom boo the one guy from 06 <laughs> yeah, who just looks like a dude he just, looks just like a, a dude. dude but he's like i swear i'm a ghost <laughs> right right so the, 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 the gigan rocks so is that like if it's a famous place for treasure hunters, does that mean that oh, it was so? It's something that the that the Babylon rogue or the Babylonians built, or is it they just the children like of Babylon the built, children yeah. of Babylon? Okay, um, they built it to house one of the arcs of the cosmos. Um, I guess word got out, and everybody tried to steal it. Anyone who tried to steal it died um, because it's still there when Jet goes to get it. All right, he didn't die. No. Maybe they only had like a certain amount of booby traps. So by the time he got in, it was like, oh, they've all been used up. (laughs) Knuckles goes on to read, we, the children of Babylon, seal one star here and another within the great scar formed in heaven's fall until the time of the divine wings rising. Uh, The great scar, Tails says, must be the crater where the meteorite struck the earth. Heaven's fall must be where the divine wings fell towards earth, where the fell from heaven did it hurt when you <laughs> fell from heaven huh? <laughs> terrible exactly <laughs> tip your waitress right and so the babylonians eventually we know they disband um they were scattered for all time including the babylon rogues uh but the key to babylon was passed down from generation to generation we know that jet got the key from his dad supposedly his dad got it from his dad Perhaps stolen was Jet's great, 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 great grandfather from thousands of years ago. Yeah, right. So they disbanded, but I guess there's still some Babylonians hanging out. I mean, because we've got the trio. Yeah, we've got the trio. They still call themselves the Babylon Rogues. They've even got the uh, the fist insignia on the bottom of their extreme gear. So are they like bringing it back, <laughs> or is it, or is it like the the larger group broke up? I mean, like you could get into some weird head cannony territory if you wanted and be like, oh, like the Great Battle Cuckoos or perhaps um, an offshoot like, oh, the Babylonians broke up, but they wanted to still, I guess, instead of steal things, they wanted to conquer things. So they built some airships and failed all the time. Uh, 
I guess we don't really know why they broke up, do we? Aside from, I mean, I guess we could sort of guess. Their home was gone. Then they were gone. At least uh, their heritage was gone, but they remained. I guess they scattered. They they didn't remember things. They don't remember their own history. Um, otherwise, maybe when looking for the pieces of the Ark, they would go, let's not because maybe it'll <laughs> right right at the, at the end of zero gravity you do have like i forget who it is if it's tails or amy or so, like talking about oh you know the the shooting stars it was and amy. a wish it was it amy right um being like oh you know they they wished that maybe one day they could go back home and that's where the legend of shooting stars came from yeah because they were hoping that 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 shooting star was actually an arc of the cosmos falling so that they could rebuild their engine and go home. Right. The, there's a lot of, I think there's still a lot of untapped potential with, with the Babylon rogues and the Babylonians and their history. I mean, especially because, okay, writers, no, no, Shadow came out first, right? Yeah. The, but it's like both of those games introduce the concept of aliens at a wide scale in, well, I mean, the sequel retroactively makes them aliens. Yes. Uh, but because... You know, there are like opening the door because it's like, yeah, here's the black arms and here's the Babylonians. And then later, like, oh, here's the wisps. And then now with the ancients, like it's probably more prime than ever to to dive deeper into like the greater cosmology of of the sonic universe. Like what yeah. what are all these alien species? How do they relate to each other? Do they know about each other? You know, did the Babylonians know who the end was? Did the Babylonians know what Black Doom was? Did Black Doom in the end ever know who each other was? Like there's all sorts of, of things that you could you could dive into. Um right, the third writer's game didn't bother to to touch on any of that mythology. <laughs> they just went, hey, what if what if you raced and Eggman pretended he wasn't Eggman but clearly was Eggman? And then Metal Sonic said, I, I copied all your data again. Please race me. It's a good series. that I recommend everybody get into Sonic. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like, I like Sonic. He's blue. Blue and he's cool. Yeah. And uh, he's an alien. Oh, well, according to Sonic X. Yeah, he's an alien. Depending on your perspective. Yeah, and right. the movies. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely an alien in the movies. Right. They could do. They could open up a ring and have Jet hop out and be like, hey, I'm here. I'm from the other... <laughs> planet I, I i don't know it feels like there's got to be a lot of a lot of places you could go in the you movie think i'm an alien wait till you get a load of these aliens exactly what, what i'm saying is i really want to see uh the babylonians planet in, in sonic 5 yeah no david oh why in sonic 5 well because they're too busy uh dealing with shadow in the next one and then sonic 4 is all about oh you mean in the movies i thought you meant like introducing a sonic 5 into the uh, games no 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 <laughs> <laughs> i was getting really upset I'm talking about the movies the fifth movie because the third movie is about shadow not until we get to sonic 4 episode 3 well yeah because like little planet is left in disarray mm-hmm you got to give us an episode three before you move on to Sonic 5. That's true. We almost had it. We could have had it. Um, Sega of Australia, or wh- whatever they were called. Yeah. The, the people who made Castle of Illusion, the remake. Man, if IDW is listening right now, just make a Sonic th- episode three yourselves. Um, I mean, IDW could, could do a thing like, oh, here's the saga of Sonic and, and go through everything. Although, I, I don't know. Are those, are those generally good? I mean, Marvel... DC, they've they've sometimes put out. Oh, here's a mini series that just tells you the history of everything, and it's, it's very quick, very quick and done. 
But hey, let's do it anyway. I'll do it. Pay me. <laughs> Smoothies, <laughs> thank you uh, for jumping in and uh, helping to broaden our appreciation, understanding, and love for the lore of the Sonic universe, the literal Sonic universe, uh, and for being a part of this show and for plugging Sonic Weekly uh, on your other Sonic media shows, something that David has not proven to do. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of David, here's David. Here I am. I am 110% sure that I did whisper the words Sonic Weekly over at the charity room, either last weekend or the weekend before. I remember because I was sitting in my car cruising down Empire City and I looked over and who was I hanging out with? That's right, it was Smoothies. And I said, hey, it's Smoothies. We're we're smoothing down the road. And he said, yeah, yeah, we totally are. What could we listen to? And I said, why don't we listen to a brand new episode of Sonic Weekly? And he said, why listen to a brand new one? And you can listen to one from the future. And he pulled it out because he was editing the next one. And I went, whoa, now that's that's service. <laughs> so, as we, um, so if you ever find yourself in a car with smoothies, maybe maybe he'll show you a, a peek into this into the future. But if not, hey, you can check out our back catalog. Maybe listen to some old favorites. You know, we, we've interviewed a whole we've talked to a whole bunch of people on this show. We've talked to we've talked to John Gray. We've talked to Matt Broly. I gotta remember how to pronounce his last name. We've talked to a lot of fancy people. If I was looking at the list of people we've talked to, you would be flabbergasted. Listen to it on your podcast player of choice. Is it Apple? Is it Apple Podcasts? Is it Spotify? Oh, maybe it's even Pandora. Oh, yeah. But you should subscribe. You should uh, give us one of those sweet five-star reviews. You should share to the world your love of Sonic Weekly. Uh, you can email us at sonicweeklypodcast at gmail.com, especially if you want to get into our super not-so-secret Discord. Then you can interact with us. You can interact with your fellow Sonic fans. You can interact with whoever the heck's around. We'll have a grand old interacting time. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a, a patron of the arts. And, and thank you for saying thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well said. Well said. <laughs>